Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. You're here with me, Danko, on Market View. And now let's quickly get you up to speed with what's happening on the markets. Now, Asia Pacific stocks are trading lower this morning with Korea leading the way at up 0.53%. Australia is slightly underwater at 0.01%. And Japan at negative 0.51%. Now, this comes against the backdrop of the recent rally on Wall Street last Friday after news of the US consumer price revealed to have risen less than expected and China's announcement of some e- of its COVID measures. The S&P 500 rallied 5.9% last week for its best since June to 3,992 points. The tech-heavy Nasdaq Composite gained 8.1% last week for its best since March and closing in at 11,323 points, while the blue-chip Dow Jones Industrial Average advanced 4.2% to 33,747 points. Now investors shared a little than expected inflation reading, betting that the Federal Reserve would soon slow its aggressive tightening campaign. And some notable movers were those in the tech sector in the S&P 500 having surged 10% through Friday and marking its best weekly performance since 2020. Amazon was up 4%, while Google parent Alphabet was 2.6% higher. Chinese stocks listed in the US also soared after Beijing made significant changes to its stringent COVID-0 policy, with the Nasdaq Golden Dragon Index rising 6.6% on Friday, extending a 7.6% gain in the previous session. Stocks that are most sensitive to economic reopening rallied with online travel agency Trip.com Group and hotel chain operator Hitch World Group gaining 6.3% and 12% respectively. JD.com also jumped 6.3% and Alibaba Group holding advanced 1.4%. Now China says it will be reducing the amount of time inbound travelers must spend in quarantine and they will be scraping a system that penalized airlines for bringing COVID-positive passengers into the country. It also will be pulling back on mass testing on a raft of measures that and mark a major pivot from the COVID-0 policy. Still, uncertainty lingers as China repeated its adherence to COVID-0 and while the news may be encouraging, there is still no clear timeline for a reopening that has been provided. In fact, some major cities are still under partial lockdowns amid spiking virus cases and with China's daily infection exceeding 10,000 for the first time since April. Meanwhile, in other news, cryptocurrencies resumed a sell-off amid FTX deepening rules with Sam Bankman's freed crypto empire filing for bankruptcy. Just last week, the cryptocurrency exchange filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in the US. And Bankman Freed has also stepped down as CEO and has succeeded by John J. Ray III, although the outgoing chief will stay to assist with the transition. And approximately 130 additional affiliated companies are part of the proceedings, including Alameda Research, Bankman Freed's crypto trading firm and FTX.US. And now back at home, we are currently 10 minutes into the local trading day. And it looks like things are playing out the same as the rest of the region with the STI currently trading slightly underwater at 0.01% at 3,220 points. And here are some stocks that are worth watching out for today. And the first on the list, Samcorp Industries. The group is acquiring three solar projects in northern China for about 15 million yuan. The company will also be acquiring an independent power producer in China for 27.8 billion rupees. Fraser's Properties, the company posted a 12.4% increase in net profit for the full year ended September 30th to more than $870 million. Revenue for the full year rose 3% to $3.88 billion and the company has proposed the first and final dividend of $0.03 per share and that's higher than the $0.02 per share it declared from last year. Q 
QNM Dental, the group also posted a 62% slide in net profit to $3.6 million for its third quarter and revenue fell 26%. Now, the company has not declared a third quarter dividend as of this year. And that's all we're tracking for today. Let's reel in Raushan and Ryan Huang looking at what they are tracking on their radar. Thank you so much for that, Dan. Now, there's plenty on our radars with a brand new week. Now, for starters, Malaysia is heading to the polls this Saturday, so all eyes will be across the border in the lead-up to that, and we'll keep you up-to-date with all the news. But in the here now, though, I want to talk FTX, and I'm going to bring in Ryan Huang for this. Ryan, FTX is something we've been tracking all week long, last week, and then on Saturday, Singapore time, the news broke that they will be filing for bankruptcy. Since then, there's been plenty of collateral damage. Where do we stand on that? Yeah, collateral damage is a good way to frame it because all the ripple effects are now starting to play out and the dust has yet to settle. So let's start with sponsorships. And this is going to be a big question mark for many celebrities. We are talking about star quarterback Tom Brady. Even Steph Curry from the Golden State Warriors is involved and he has also an equity stake because he was paid in shares when he became the global ambassador for FTX. You've got a few tennis stars as well. Mercedes has the FTX logo on his F1 cars. They will be removing it now. Uh, Also, Miami Heat's basketball arena. Uh, FTX had naming rights for 19 years. I'm sure they will be cutting that short now. Also, looking at a few things to watch out for when it comes to collateral damage, it includes the investors in it, Tomasic Holdings, estimated to have invested over $200 million in it, alongside many other big profile investors like Sequoia Capital, Tiger Global, Ontario Pension, uh, Teachers Pensions Fund. Mm. So you've got a list of long names. And the big question now everyone's asking, how did, how did all these you know, smart guys get duped? And... I think the article in the Straits Times frames it quite well with how the remarks from the Blockchain Association of Singapore came out to say, you know, they were backed by a lot of um, big names mm. and a lot of celebrities behind them. A lot of high star trading, power. star power, mm. trading volumes were up. And this really lent a strong, I guess, veneer of reputation that's very credible and it just attracted more people and more people and the more people traded on it the more it attracted but underneath the surface is where the corporate governance questions started to come up Mm. did everything really work the way it should have worked because looking at some of the early reports around investigations there have been some fingers being pointed to how funds were not safeguarded well including how customer funds were being used for business purposes, which should not be the way a business operation should be run. And then in the Straits Times, there is a op-ed by Claire Huang mm. who raises a lot of interesting questions. For example, in Japan and in the US, these monies are parked separately. But in Singapore, it does not appear to be that way for FTX. So in some sense, the rules being laid out do not seem to be uh, consistent, at least that what that appears to be. So there are a lot of question marks for regulation and how that's being applied to this um, new crypto space. It's also a question about how policies and the law are catching up with technology once again. So this is um, just leaving a lot of questions in the wake of the saga and a lot of answers to be uh, had right now. 
Yep, certainly. Now that op-ed, I read it as well by Claire Huang. Answers needed in the curious case of FTX, Singapore's entity. Now, I urge you to go read that article on straightstimes.com if you can. If you're more of a listener, Claire Huang is joining the afternoon update at 1.15pm today. So keep your ears peeled for that. She'll be telling us more about that. Now, Ryan, I just want to quickly ask you, we talk a lot about the macro problems that it brings along, right? From a Singaporean perspective, I'm reading this article now that says there are Singaporeans who've lost tens of thousands of dollars. That speaks of the volatility of the crypto market almost. Do you personally think the crypto market is going to recover from this? It's going to be a tough one. Um, We've written off, or many people have written off the crypto space many times. Mm. They've always come back somehow. So I wouldn't rule it out. But it's going to be a tough one to get itself out of because right now, this is actually quite history-making. It is a huge exchange. Now, some people describe FTX as one of the big banks you might be familiar with, like the likes of DBS or UOB, right? And this is the equivalent of it in the crypto space. But of course, not the same like-for-like comparison. But they feel in the crypto space, it is that type of magnitude you wouldn't have seen it coming. Mm. And I think going by the list of names we've read out, no, Tomasic, Sokoa Capital, they did not see it coming as well. So it's going to be a big shock that will need some time to be absorbed. So we've heard about how some market observers have pitched the idea that you need to diversify into crypto to future-proof your investments yep. and to diversify into this new alternative class. So that pitch, that angle, I think, is going to take some beating because it will take a lot of convincing for any new banks or even investors to jump on board this idea that crypto is safe Mm. in that sense. So that, I think, is going to take some time to stabilize when it comes to retail adoption at least. Yeah, but I can imagine this is certainly a story, a developing story that Money FM will be keeping its eye out on. Dan, any opinions on where you stand in terms of the FTX saga? Well, this is clearly a very unfortunate case of, like what Ryan has mentioned as well, it's quite established. So as of now, you know, a lot of people are just pulling out of this and a lot of people are just losing a lot of faith in cryptocurrency. And it doesn't help the fact that the cryptocurrencies are now in a, in a huge uh, winter crisis, mm. as, as we talked about in recent weeks. So yeah, we'll just have to wait out and see how things pan out in the future weeks. Yes. Yeah. I just have to add that this is also something to watch out for. It could be the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, right? Mm. So we've heard about how... For a long time, interest rates were low and there was so much easy money to go around. Yeah. And many of these companies have enjoyed these flush liquidity times, including the likes of FTX. All these venture caps mm. were just rushing to put money somewhere, the next big sexy thing. And it was FTX for some time. Yep. But now that the money has dried up, interest rates are going up and that tide of free money is starting to recede, we could see more similar episodes of corporate governance failures, Mm. maybe even fraud start to emerge because they will start to get exposed. So FTX could be paving the way for even more bad news for investors if they are not careful. So you have to look out for, I guess, down the road, who will be left standing and who will be not. There's that saying I like a lot, which is from Warren Buffett, that once tide goes out, you'll see who is not wearing their swimming trunks. Mm.
So mm. the tide is starting to recede right now. <laughs> That's an excellent way to put it. Like you say, tip of the iceberg. Ominous times. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how it all pans so out. So for investors, it's time to start brushing up on reading the balance sheet more closely. Mm. You can't just trust blindly. <laughs> blindly. Yeah. Um, hot stock tips or whatever's trending on Instagram. You mm. really have to do your homework right now. Mm. 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 Ryan Huang, Dan Ko, thank you so much for your update on Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.